um, pushing uh, vaccines or other things to the baby right as the baby is born like was causing all of these other things and they linked it into how a lot of the onset things that are happening at the time of of birth or while the mother is still pregnant was uh, associated with autism sure the, the rise of autism so I was like man I want more children but I ain't going into the hospital so right, I right. knew that I needed to search for midwives and doulas uh, midwives are similar to OBGYNs mm -hmm. they can they're um, certified to birth your baby at home some okay. of them are certified to birth in the hospital so you and do got to get a certification to be a midwife right but I'm a doula Okay. So and, and in the state of Ohio, they don't recognize midwifery, so it's considered still kind of borderline illegal, but in uh, certain cases. So you can get certification for it, for sure, to help with your practice and your monies and all that, but the state don't recognize it. Some states do and some states don't. So there's a difference between midwife and a doula? Yes. Okay. So I am your comforter. I coach you, I educate you, I hold your hand from beginning to end. Your midwife is gonna do all your checkups, um, pretty much more so baby, mama and baby, but they do more um, clinical, medical, um, prescribing, all of those things. I can tell you, hey, these are things you can do over the counter, but I'm not prescribing anything. Okay, you know so, what I'm so as a doula, you can't prescribe. Correct. Got you, okay. Um, it's funny about uh, hip hop. Um, because I think it was rap pages about 90, 97, 98. Uh, that's when I, I think Seven was born. Erica mm, Badu. Yeah, and she was going through that, and they were describing how Seven was born with a with a doula. Mm -hmm. But I still translated that as a midwife. Right. But you know they were talking about the sacred ceremonies as, as Seven was being born, the music that was being played, the soothing other, the oils and all that oh, stuff yeah. like that. So it's funny that even hip hop, you know published that you know yeah, what i'm saying that's dope and yeah, that's yeah. back in that's way back then it's about 98 98 yeah, when seven was born yeah you know that's of course dope. if you don't know who seven is that's audrey 3000 and erica badu's child her first child actually so yeah that's the first i ever heard of that yeah we actually are trained by the same person um shafia monroe okay um from or oregon portland me and erica badu are both trained by her wow um, okay i had the pleasure of meeting um mama shafia monroe in 2019 in Florida before I relocated back to Ohio and she she basically told me like to prepare myself for birth work because um, she said years ago thousands and thousands of years ago the world was ruled by women mm -hmm. women were the ones that were making decisions women were the ones going into rooms having these tough conversations um, military all of that and she said but as far as birth work we're on the beginning and the end of life you know I I, I'm a doula to elders as well. So it's not just mamas who are conceived or fathers who are single fathers or any of those things. It's also the elders. Everybody needs a doula. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, she told us to prepare ourselves for a time as this. Like, y'all going to be really pulled in ways that you didn't think you were going to be pulled. It's not only birth work. Okay. You know? So how many births have you, have you done so far? Ooh, I want to say. COVID was my biggest year. I had 13, and out of the 13 in COVID, I want to say four of them were home. Okay. The rest were uh, in hospital, and then a couple were virtual because I also help people over the phone, too. Right. I couldn't be, I, I, I've encouraged 
the husbands in the hospital room, like telling them what to do. With me on FaceTime, like do this, do that. Right, right, right. You know, say this, say that. Um, and the next thing you know, we got a baby. Okay. Um, okay. So I've done virtual, but I want to say up to date is 32. 32, 32? Nice, nice. I got to give you a round of applause for that. Right, that's dope. <laughs> and, and five of my own. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so all five were, were birthed that way? Uh, my first child, I was I was a teenager, 17. He was birthed at Riverside. But mm-hmm. the other four, I had two home here in Ohio and two in Florida when I lived in Florida. And my fifth child, um, one of the goals I made for that pregnancy, because it was a hard pregnancy, um, was the end of my um my marriage, we were separating and find out I was pregnant. So it was really difficult to still carry him forth. But I remember tapping into him being inside me and that energy and um, saying I wanted to catch him. Like all my other children, I was like, look, just, just get him. Like, right. I'm, I'm going to do all the work. Y'all catch him. And then I'm tapping out. But with him, I was so in tune. Um, I ended up catching him. That video ended up going viral, and then I was interviewed by um, the the Black News Channel down in Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. Yeah. And um, just about birth work and doing it natural and how you really change your mind. But seeing is believing. Sure, you know what sure, I'm saying? Right. So, so that was why I put that video out there. I mean, you can't see my whole body. I'm covered completely. Right. Right. Um, you just see the baby come out and see me catch him, but. We don't see enough of natural births. We don't see enough holistic things for us to make that mindset change. So once we see it, it's like, oh, whoa, she did, she did what? And how many right. times it was nothing? No, I actually did. Well, baby number five, I did smoke a joint before I. Um, everything happened so fast. Literally, I, I had him. I have an extended clip that I'm I'm waiting for things to blow up on my level before I release it because after I have him, I'm holding him, I'm laughing. Okay. Because it happened so fast. He's the fastest that came. Like, I started having contractions at 107 a.m. He was born by 2.16. Oh, wow. And I remember thinking, I'm sitting there, and I'm just laughing. I'm looking around. My younger children are there. My eldest, he's recording it. And I was just like, he's here. Mm. What happened? Like, oh, my God, <laughs> it happened that fast. I cannot believe he's actually here. Like, yeah. I'm just laughing, full of joy. Like, I can't. I couldn't contain myself. I just, but when I go back to first birth where I was induced and I did have an epidural, I I was like a vegetable. I couldn't move my legs. Um, I, you know, I did, was able to release the emotion of giving birth, but they pulled him away so fast. Right. He right. was there and then he was gone and it was cut and they was doing this and that and the other. Blah, blah, blah. When I'm at home, I'm holding my child until... Y'all leave. I'm still holding my baby. I get a minute to shower and clean and that and the other, but it's just me and my baby. And for that first hour, most midwives are like, after they had a baby, they check the baby's good. They just leave you to be. The placenta is still attached to the baby, pulsating, nutrients, blood, all of that goodness to the baby um, because of the shock of entering into earth realm for the first time and all of the senses and all of the things out in the outside world. They leave the baby attached to what is only known, which is you and that placenta, which, by the way, is an organ that your body produces just to take care of that baby. Man, the placenta is a is 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 a man-made organ. Right, right. Wow. You know what I'm saying? 
that's, even that's... connected like how it symbolically shows like the baby's supposed to be like the womb and the cord is kind of like the male's penis you know and it has that connection and when you pull it from the baby from the source it you know it still leaves the baby kind of confused and it kind of you know, it gives that baby that type of fear, and that's what they do in the hospital. So it's like, it's wait, so imagine yeah. if that's the shock. What the hell is smacking a baby on the ass? Mm-hmm. It's exactly. gotta be a hell. That's gotta be trauma. That we see in the streets, people dying. This other thing you talked about with the boy, all that. This is a. This is the effects of epidurals, cesareans. Uh-huh. Fathers getting kicked out of the hospital room. Mamas being told, what the fuck was you thinking when you got pregnant? Or, you know, being threatened to be beat up because she was pregnant. Right, or right. threatened to, ha- you know, to, to abort the baby. All of that trauma of that, that environment, um, even poverty plays a part in what we see today. So if we can impact more people by just loving on them when they are pregnant. And right. it's saying, like, it's less than a year. If you got to stop talking to people for less than a year, then do what you got to do. And definitely don't let them touch on you, especially if they're not in the right mindset. Because you see people all the time, they come in this, be touched. I'm like, uh-uh, who is you? Right. And what else have you been touching on? We don't be touching on my... Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Energy is definitely real. So, you know, uh, that's, that's the thing is, like, when you have that child... Auntie wants to hold the baby. Yeah. Grandma wants. I mean, and and you really do have to. You know, I know this thing is crazy, but you really do have to ward off energy, spirits, and things yeah. of that nature, and make right. sure you know those things that are being you know projected onto your child. You know, are, are the right spirits that you want. So, and that right? stuff has to translate. You know, what I mean, that's, that's the that's yeah. the bigger picture. A lot of times, people are trying to construct a relationship with someone else that they don't have with themselves. Like you got to protect that energy with yourself, and then right. you learn how to give it with your kids you know what i mean that's that's the first thing i learned about parenting like parenting your kids you're really parenting the kid and you first mm-hmm. and then once you have that dynamic under control then you can understand how to learn to start parenting your kids because each kid is even different you know what i mean so but that's one thing like everything you saying is on point because that's definitely what i went through like because already men black men we're like we don't fuck with the doctors you know what i mean mm-hmm. so even when we were like at Oz during the pregnancies, like I was in the hospital because I think more so that was my understanding from why I'm there more so than like the memories and, you know, the cussing and scratching and shit. But it was to be that representation like she was talking about. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's like the hospitals is so fast paced. It's a lot of yeah. going on. Like they'll come in for 30 seconds, say some shit, and leave. And I'm like, hold up, like come back. I need right. that writing. Like I need to look over that. Like, yeah, I ain't just signing nothing. Like, you know what I mean? And when somebody's going through that type of situation, like a pregnancy, like I can imagine like your mind is everywhere. You feel me? You ain't trying to worry about paperwork and what this lady talking about. So a lot of times with men, like, it is unfortunate, but we're in situations where we do have to just suck it up and, you know what I mean, do, like, what we're supposed to do. We got to take, like, the the motion out of it and, and right. looking for this to be a certain type of experience and make sure more so, like, that the pregnancy is protected. You dig what I'm saying? So, okay, uh, of course, as a journalist, you always have to be devil's advocate here. If there are complications during the pregnancy, mm-hmm. uh, anything can happen umbilical cord, um, or whatever, baby's not breathing properly, yada, yada, yada. What happens in a trauma tra- trauma situation? Anything you would do in a, any other emergency, you would just call for help. Okay. So it, it that's the last, that's always plan B. Okay. You always put 
everything. Like, like if we know that's the plan B, we don't got to focus on none of that. So now let's focus on how I can help you, um, with, like I said, hospital or home, how I can help you naturally have your baby. And it starts with self, understanding that my muscles are going to be contracting because they separate and to make room for the baby to just naturally come. My body got to open up, almost like split in two. Right. Wow. So wrapping your mind around what happens naturally, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, the same with your heart beating. We never wake up and tell our heart to beat. It just it just does it naturally. So that's what I was always wondering. What did they do before C-section? Like what? How how did they get the baby out if they were having difficulty? I mean, there's techniques that you can turn a baby if it's breached. Mm -hmm. And as babies has been born, what they put out first, and the mama's been fine. So it's like you got rare you got rare situations that's happening. Like, oh, I know somebody that got five or uh, six fingers. How right. many people you know that got six fingers? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It happens. You know what I'm saying? And we love them just the same, but we ain't out here like, oh, well, let's invent this. Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they got six so there's no such thing as the baby being too big or the baby head being too big, and that's why they had to cut you open. open up for that. You <laughs> okay, know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's well, more about, big head. You gonna have to, it's I mean, more about positioning. Like yeah. y'all, like like me and Tim may be able to figure out how to get a couch in here that y'all pro y'all two probably can't. You know what right, I'm saying? Exactly. Angles and all that. And yeah, it's gonna fit. <laughs> Somebody got it down there. We're going low, Right. So, but if you're positioned the wrong way in labor, it's, it's going to work against you. So, okay. I teach people techniques to work with the flow of labor. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So, laying down on your back and having nurses that you don't know and having people look all between you, everything, it's, it's challenging to free yourself to give in to birth. Right, you pushing right. my legs back. You holding me. You telling me when to breathe. You telling me when to push. No, quiet. Shut up so I can hear my my body is telling me. The baby is even. The baby even plays a role in coming out. The baby actually does this little turn where it like shifts its its uh, shoulder to get out. It's like a Whoa, little yeah. So it's, everything has happened naturally. Even yeah. from endorphins, the pitocin. Um, you hear somebody say they're getting induced. Right, that synthetic drug is something that your body and the baby releases naturally when it's time to go. Yep. Wow. And that is a part of the whole sacred ceremony that you're supposed to be doing, like when it comes to midwife and doula and everything. Like everybody plays their part. Like you know, when one person doesn't figure this out, they'll figure this out because there are certain positions and hand motions that you can do to flip, you know, the baby or to get the umbilical cord away, you know, anything like that. But like she says, based on touch, based on feel for you to actually figure that out. Right. And only pretty much like, you know, family, like people who you trust that's protecting this portal to happen, you feel me? protecting this life to come through, you feel mm -hmm. me? And like that connection with the baby and the mother, just like with how you're figuring out the baby's name, that is coming through, you know, the actual baby, you know, that source and it's coming through the mother and, you know, it's like that. So it's like, that's also the way of the birth that's supposed to be told to you too. Cause like in the process, some, you know, some people are supposed to be standing and it's supposed to just, right. you know, slide mm -hmm. down and stuff. And it's supposed to, you know, because your hips are popping and everything like that. Right. It's to, like you <laughs> said, your mindset is all about your mind. Like it's even, you know, okay, we're just going to go plus 18 for just a few moments. So, you okay, know, so real sex, it was, um, you know, I don't know if y'all remember real sex from back in the day. But it was, um, <laughs> wait, I'm talking about I, I, I definitely about, I definitely uh, <laughs> <laughs> I get there. So we were, they were speaking about Punani, right? And they were speaking about, it was a whole episode about the womb. And they were speaking about there were 
um, I guess, resorts or retreats where women were giving birth, but they were having orgasms while yes, giving birth. Yes, this is a thing. Yeah, so it's a real thing. Yeah, this yeah. is a thing. Because you sure. have life and death when you're having sex, you know, it's a moment. So this is what they're setting their mindset up for. So during birth, there's no fear, no pain, no nothing. This is just spirit. This is what it is. This is life. You know right, what I mean? Right. And this is how the baby came. This is how the baby's going to come out. This is so true. Connection. You know what I mean? So like she said, it's all within that. And then like the placenta, like with us, we have to keep the placenta. It's a natural way of cutting the cord. You know what I mean? You're not cutting with no uh, steel and, you know, whatever. It's a natural way of cutting it, like with thread and burning it, you know, stuff like that. But it's a moment and it's not right after. It takes months or what it may fall off by itself, wherever the case is, but it's based on the mom. And then we're supposed to like put the placenta into capsules, still keeping the placenta with the mother. I'm sorry, keeping it with the mother. No, 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 so I'm, I'm the, you're never my intent that is like, I'm really <laughs> taking this in. Like, this is yeah. wild. You're never supposed to pull the source from. Right. Yeah. I have four, all four of my placentas that, that I birthed at home in capsules. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this, your thing, I will say that my, um, my, uh, the person that trained me said that a lot of people that didn't look like us started that trend. It's, I mean, I did have a, it says it's supposed to increase your milk supply. I did have a great milk supply, but I don't know if I naturally had it with, with or without it. I did take it, and it did, it does say it's supposed to help with um, postpartum depression. So okay, yeah. I don't discourage my mamas from taking it. I just let them know what I've been told from the elders. Like, I, I have myself ingested my own placenta four times. Wow. So there's ways of drying it. It's like without the plastic and stuff. You can dry the placenta. You Add know. herbs to it. Yep, the herbs People to bury bring them. the power. Yep, because right. they do a Because it and it does look like a tree. Mm-hmm. It does. So they call it a tree of life. It does look like an actual tree. The the, the way that the the one thick vein goes up and then the other ones branch Rich off. Out, yeah, mm-hmm. you bring it back to the soil to the source. So why do you? Because now we're in in crisis and we're seeing things appearing children that we haven't seen uh, before. Uh, a lot of autism, a lot of uh, behavioral disorders, a lot of just like a lot of psychological stuff, shit has been happening. <laughs> I mean, I might as well say a lot of psychological shit has been happening. We have a whole new generation that is similar like children, uh, right. born in hospitals and you don't, vaccinated children, all this stuff like that. Um, how come people just don't see that this is a direct result of how we're birthing our kids and, and how we're bringing them into the world versus how we brought them, you know, 40, it's 50 the years ago? They trust these doctors. They trust the hospital. They have built it to the point where they are their savior. You know, yeah, the savior is come here. We'll give you these meds. I, there's even something called, a, it's called the fashion birth. And I heard about this in 2011. The fashion birth started in, I believe, New York. It may have started somewhere else, but this is where I first heard of it. Um, uh-huh. But you can tell your doctor you were pregnant, and they'll say, oh, hey, well, these are safe days for you to come in and birth your baby. How about we schedule you a cesarean? I can give you a tummy tuck right after. You can go on about your day. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> and, but then a lot of women, I, I mean, from from just posting stuff here and there on my timeline, so these are people that I that follow me somewhat locally, um, in Ohio and Florida are like, no, just give me cesarean, cut me open. I ain't trying to bust it wide open. He ain't going to think I'm t-. Listen, oh honey, I'm going to try to tell you. We going 18 plus for a minute. Yeah. The thing got a snap back. You understand? Yeah. You good to it, it's good to you. Right, right. You understand? <laughs> exactly. And Punani is not going to stay at 10 centimeters. It snaps back. It naturally <laughs> 
snaps back. Your muscles naturally go back. Everything in timing, and, and, and also it's with health, it's with nutrition, it's with mental. All these things help your body heal. And we, um, unfortunately in America, we're pushed to just keep going. You have a baby, you're expected to be working six weeks after. In other countries, they like, no, you need a year because we know the body takes a year for your organs to go back in place, for your mental to go back to where it was, that you're no longer with child inside, you're with child outside. So we're going to give you a year. And we're going to also give you a supplement, financially supplement. We're going to give you at least like 75% of what you was making when you was on your job to wow. cover you. Right. That's Canada, by the way. I know people listen. I know people that left the states to move there to have the baby to get that benefit. Man, yeah, because I was gonna say like what's happening is is a part of like the bigger problem. You dig? But the bigger problem was like the plan for America. This this mm. was the programming. It was to get us to love institutions like yes. like college, like hospital, like church. So then it's no longer associated with the people that's running it or the people that's a part of it. But why it's getting to the end, like it's the beginning of the end of how everything was working, like with our economy and the country, because now what we have is a lot of people aren't qualified to do their jobs. And the reason is, is because there was so many open industries because people were like going where their parents wanted them to go or they were going where they thought made the most money or they were going where their buddy went. You dig? So. And this naturally happens. Like when you start building a civilization, everyone's not in their rightful place. Right. You're working a job that needs to be worked right now. So if they need farmers, you're a farmer. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When things become stable, then everyone can start kind of venturing off like, oh, I wanted to paint. You dig? Right. Like I didn't really want to be a farmer. So we're in that moment right now. Like people went down all these avenues and all these different business ventures you for whatever reason you dig so now some are getting to what they want to do but others are still stuck in them professions like mm-hmm. they've been in there for 25 years so right. somebody hears that they're like yeah, i'm just gonna go to that doctor but he didn't kill 200 people you know what i mean you ain't you ain't looking at all the stats <laughs> you know, it's been something i've been talking to some of my clients um as they are comfortable with but when you're getting um like we're not taught the proper way for um, a pap smear. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of our young girls are being seen by white men that are putting their hands wow. in their vaginas Talk and being it. able to look and touch on their boobs to do exams. All of that sh- is improper. Yeah. But again, who is t- who's correcting the system? Um, just like child support, who is still encouraging people to go put these on child support? Who is still doing that? Right, right. I don't, um, and I'm, and I'm sorry. Listen, Big I, crowd. you got a lot of male fans <laughs> just now. Listen, you got a whole bunch of male. <laughs> That's mean, why we the, cool. It's right. the truth, <laughs> because I'm in a situation where I'm separated from my younger children. And at the brink of it, I remember thinking I never wanted to be in the system. I never wanted my ex-husband to be in nobody's system. And I personally never wanted to be in the system. Sure. And I seen how it did with my, my first child's father where he went purposely went down there and did that. And I told him, say, you don't have to do you don't have to do that, but we were young, you know. Right. He was listening to his auntie say, "Oh, well, she may come for you." I, I ain't got that to do. Right, I really right. don't. Even now, I don't have time to do to come for nobody in that way. Mm-hmm. Even but who owe me money? But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I is is something where we don't weigh the cost of that person's life being taken 
their their source of commu uh, communi commuting to be taken as far as right. their driver's license, their money being attacked, even if they don't have enough. Like right now, I I, I don't always have it. I make it do what it do, but I, I, I'm, I'm working on it. You know what I'm saying? So I can't imagine being a male, a man in this situation. Right. Um, and how society would... I'm already getting dogged a little bit by society because people can't wrap their minds around the mother not being there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And it's hard for me. Like, it, it took me... This is going on year three of um, traveling monthly to go see them and, and bringing them here for the summers and, and doing what I've seen done on the, on the man side. You right. know what I'm saying? But I don't know who's still encouraging people to put other people on child support, not realizing that you have involved, like you said, institution. We've involved another institution that also is getting a pay cut and a say so mm -hmm. over how we um, how we guide and, and do our children, and it mixes with the emotions and the feelings. Because now you got women and men saying, "Well, you were supposed to do this, and you got to pay this, and you got because they said they say you're supposed to do this, right? But you could have done a million more, a million dollars worth of energy and time and pouring into those children, and sometimes your money can't do." Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And we, we, we had that conversation earlier this week about why uh, single mothers are so scrutinized way more than uh, absentee fathers. I mean, uh, like you said, your situation is unique, uh, but it's not so but, And it's happening. I've been right. meeting so many men that are single fathers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, men, single fathers are stepping up for a lot of reasons. I mean, uh, those who want to be fathers, especially where the mom decides to pursue another uh, relationship, they don't want that father figure. They want to say, I win. And, and, and it's, a, it's a rightful choice that, that that dad says, hey, I don't want my son or my daughter calling that man daddy or even looking yeah. at them for that. And so single fathers bring them here. Right. You can come see them and, and vice versa. So like you said, this is why a lot of single fathers are stepping up. But like you said, when... The mom is now looked at. Oh, they don't live in the home with you. So what? Yeah. They they have you know right. a, a dad that's have a father that's, that's stepping in exactly. You, you know what that brings into um, something that I was working on called uh, co-parenting without romance, because uh -huh. my ex is going to have plenty of women in and out or around, and I'm just hoping that they're all wholesome. I can't control, right. nor do I not want them pouring into my children if it's something good. So right, I'm not right. trying to monetize or monitor him in that way. Right, um, exactly. Nor do I want him thinking that he gonna monitor or monetize me in that way because it, that ain't it. If I if I have any men on any level around me and my children, it's all good. You ain't got to worry about none of that. And right. it's helping build village. Like at the end of the day, um, we all got each other's pieces. So if exactly. I couldn't have got it from over here and this person do got it, well, then you're more than what Come on and give them what my, what my children need because they still are lacking. They still need something. Right, right, right. That, that's, that's hard because we have just this entitled feeling. Everybody right. has yeah. this entitled it's, feeling. It's the trauma, though. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And a lot of this trauma is caused by uh, misinformation and miseducation, right. you dig? So this now comes a point to anybody who's deciding they want to have a kid. Like, your first step is educate yourself. And a lot of people live lives to where they're waiting for the information to find them or come to them or for them to, you know, understand it. You got to learn it. You got to keep being a part of it until you understand. So a lot of speaking for myself, you know what I mean? A lot of what we were dealing with as black fathers is really like a psychological battle. 
Because even when you look at public data, the black father is in the home more than any other father in this country. Okay. The irony, you dig? Exactly. But you see the uproar of a black man not being in the home. Right. It's connected to no black man being in the home. But you speak to most black men, myself included. All my friends are in their kids' lives. I don't even be cool with a guy if he don't take care of his kids. You dig what I'm saying? So I haven't met a lot of black men who are in their kids' lives. And and I know that's certain circles that I'm in and certain things I do. But this is now my message that I give to, like, my sons, my mentees, these younger black guys, like, you gotta, you gotta let people, you gotta get people out your head. You know what I mean? Especially when this is your first time parenting. And for most black men, I mean, we're just going to assume you don't know what to do. No one was there to teach you. Whether they was there or not, they might not have known. You dig? Mm-hmm. So you have to want to seek that information for yourself because a lot of things are going to be said. Like, that was the first thing I noticed as a father. Everybody was trying to tell me how to be a father. Right. And I'm like, okay, everybody shut up. You dig? <laughs> Especially the women because you have no idea how to be a father, let alone be a man. So you play your role, I'll play my role. And what I was noticing was that my relationship was becoming better with my kids as my relationship became better with myself, as I became more confident about being a father because I had the information. Like, I've gone to parenting classes, you know what I mean? And most of them were older white women, but, like, they they give you some gems. You dig what I'm saying? I remember the first one, the lady was just like, uh... There'll be some nights, because for me, like, I cook, this is what we're eating. Like, we're not about to have fu- everybody eating something different. Like, that's slow. You know? you just you won't eat. You feel what I mean? And I always felt that in my heart. But older sis validated that in that parent class. She was like, yeah, if you can send them to bed with no meal, like, they'll survive. They'd be all right. I'm like, you sure? Can I get that in writing, man? I'm like, because yeah. I do this all the time. Like, and, and I didn't feel bad. I was worried because I didn't feel bad about it, but... You need that education because that education brings that confidence. And a lot of these young fathers just aren't confident in their ability to parent. You know what I mean? Especially when they don't have a lot of other things they're doing well in their mind. You know what I mean? That's a big challenge and a big, you know what I mean, like trip. So you need help. Like you cannot do that by yourself. You dig what I mean? You need friends that relate to you. You need mothers. Like, sometimes I just talk to mothers and ask them questions and not more so as a comparison, like, why ain't they mom doing this? It's just like, can you explain this to me? Because I don't understand. You know what I mean? I've had time where my daughters are little with me. And I just told them, like, I mean, we're going to have to talk to your mom about this. Like, I, you ask me about some woman shit. Like, I have no idea. I, I don't even want to lie to you. Like, I have no idea what's going on. I mean, and this is the thing is that we're, we're talking about the breakdown of the family. And we, we've lost a lot of traditional ways of doing things. But naturally so. We, we, we've talked about numerous of times on the show the modern women, uh, the emancipation of a lot of things that have happened in the women's movement, blah, blah, blah. Um, and how do we embrace this new ideology? How do we embrace it but still get back to some traditional ways of raising healthier children, uh, more mentally sound children? How do we embrace all this modern technology, all this modern ideology, but still get back to men feeling like men again in the home. Uh, you know, women yeah. returning back to their femininity. How do we get back to that? I think we have to live it. Like, I, I think a part of what happened to our generation is, like, we're too smart for our own good. Like, and we try to we try to use all the information all the time or the books or the help or the teacher. or we, And we don't just live it. We don't just experience. We don't just fuck up. We don't just go through a situation and mess up like, okay, 
don't do that next time. You know what I mean? We got to ask this person or try to see the future or understand, like, we just have to let go. We got to start experiencing. I think we've been hurt so much by tradition and what they thought tradition was, which is not real tradition. You know what I mean? Because their tradition excluded a lot of people. That's why we're getting rid of tradition. Because a lot of these families built the wealth, built the money, but then it was like, well, y'all two can't have it. Like, everybody else is good, but nah, y'all two, oh, you you like white people? Nah, you can't have it. You like Jesus? Oh, nah, you, no money for you. You dig what I'm saying? So we're building a new tr tradition that includes everybody. So that has to be multiple traditions. Just like there can't be one religion. We all have our own religion. You know what I mean? It's how we going to handle situations, what we're going to put forward, what we believe in. You dig what I'm saying? So the only true tradition is accepting everybody is going to have their own way. And the only way we can do that is people got to get out their own way. You dig what I mean? A lot of people are holding themselves back because it's not that they feel they should adopt everybody's way. They feel we should all adopt their way. See, that's the issue. They can accept when you're following them, but they don't want to follow you when the time comes. You dig what I'm saying? So... How I get through that, what, what helps me with that is when I instantly think of a situation I wouldn't want to put somebody in, I try to remove myself from it. When I instantly want to ask somebody for something, I'm like, can you give this to yourself first? And before you ask them for this, is this even for you? You dig what I'm saying? Right, right. Are you even supposed to experience this? And the more we experience that humility, I feel like the, the better we'll learn to be with each other. You dig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody want to jump in? Yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say... Um, we need to recolonize ourselves. So okay. kind of like what he said, but we know um, multiple colonizations got us to where we're at. Like he said, the traditions, but I feel like we need to recolonize. We need to find those people that are going to vibe like us, going to work with the plan. Am I still on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So low. Um, <laughs> you in the bar. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the new mics, so if I turn way up, then we'll start getting Oh, no, 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 it's great. I just want to make sure. Um, but, yeah, I think recolonization, along with what he said, and setting up those new traditions, like having a new way to do, like, for instance, all of my children seeing their siblings be born. Uh-huh, yeah. They all are in the mindset of home birth. Even my eldest, who's about to be 23 this year, is like, no, we're home... I mean, he ain't trying to have no children right now, thank God. But if he was, he already know he's been there. He's seen that. He's seen me coach other women through this. So right, now, right. as a black man, he's he's armed with something that can help multiple people. Not only just yeah, his own yeah, household, yeah. his own family, but other men. He's able to talk to them and tell them how to do, what to do, right. the women. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's seen. But it's 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 my my word um, for this for for 2023 is recolonization, like. We've yeah. been colonized that oh, got sure. us here, been stripped of our original identity, stripped of our original, just natural abilities and things like that. So recolonizing ourselves should get us back to where we need to be. I like recolonization because I'm, I'm seeing organizations uh, now that have uh, discounted trips to Ghana and discounted trips to Africa and things like that, just to familiarize ourselves with our traditional heritage and things of that nature. Um, I, I'm seeing re-education being pushed in, into the African-American uh, African community because, like we're all saying, even from the beginning of the show, there's a self-hatred mm -hmm. amongst us that, you know, uh, again, we'll go to that, that white doctor, we'll go to that white uh, psychologist because, you know, we've been brainwashed to say, okay, they must know what they're talking about. And this big old wall and this trust that we have amongst each other that people that look like us 
like you said, went to school, got the education, have the experience under their belt, but somehow we love Massa. We we yeah, will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been passed down to keep trusting them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's been passed down to keep trusting. Like we talked about the young girls being touched on by white doctors to get their um, COBGYN. The mama is taking a doc. A girl is not taking herself to go get a pap smear. Mm-hmm. The, somebody is ushering her into this sacred this area with her you know her her privates being exposed and telling her that this is okay you can trust you can do so what naturally you as my caretaker my overseer the only person that i've known and trusted the person i'm connected to by blood tell me that this is okay why am i going to question it right right, 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 right. And, and, oh, go ahead okay because i'm about to say um and that's the re- i love the education part because you know we're digging back into the source like if we're going to dig into the source like with these books you know we need to dig into the source of those books like we need to dig into the source of the people who are actually in charge of these hospitals like planned parenthood and all this stuff you know what i mean like where sure. we're all going to like they use us for all of their experiments and stuff like that for the OBGYN tools and everything like that so it's like they said we didn't have pain you know what i mean we huh. you right, feel me right. so it's like we're digging into well, we're trusting into a system that was used against us. You feel what I'm saying? So right. it's like we were the tools. So it's like with the knowledge and wisdom that I did gain with being certified, um, I say the National Black Doulas of Atlanta, I say. But yes, I definitely um, had to dig and get some knowledge from them because like she said, it's not, you know, certified here or whatnot. So digging out, they definitely put the source out there. Like a lot of these hospitals and you know, psych ward, whatever, they, you know, they've been effed up. Just like how the cops, you feel me, they just, you know, certify slave catchers. You feel me? Exactly. Right. You feel me? So it's kind of like digging to what you really using. You know what exactly. I mean? Just yeah. that passion of wanting to, and that's what, you know what I mean, brings all the knowledge to you, like the natural knowledge. And the education, I was going to say, the education is not to go against the system. That's That's where the misconception is, especially right. when it comes to activism. Like, you're not learning these tools to fight the man, you dig? Like, you are educating yourself so you can't be controlled. So the problem with the programming is the programming doesn't actually work. It's just based on our values. So if you value money, they have the money and the status. So instantly y'all have a connection. It's not that you want them or want to be with them or want to be like them. You want to be a person with money. So if you think the white people got all the money, you want to be white. You dig what I'm saying? That becomes the association. So the education is so you can change your value. So now you can't be controlled. That That is the point. You dig what I'm saying? So it shows the overview of a lot of the arguments and misunderstandings we have are the distractions. It's because People really don't understand how to problem solve. So they aren't working themselves through these equations start to finish, getting to the common denominator, the straight bottom. We we see this even with today. This is why I say things like African-Americans play such a big role because this everyone's eyes on us. You know what I mean? Right, right, like, right. are they indigenous? Are they from Africa? Like, what what's up with them? You know what I mean? What's going right. on? So the thing that that becomes an argument and it spins us in circles because it's irrelevant. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? If you do the common denominator, we all came from Africa at some point. So if you believe that all your ancestors are just living through you and connected, we all technically did come from Africa. You dig what I'm saying? So you just, you, you trying to focus on something now that helps the self identity. That's why we're in the self identity crisis. This is why, you know, tradition is being crumbled because people don't care about who the family is. They care about who I am, who I'm going to be remembered as, how many titles I can carry. You dig what I'm saying? Like, 
And it's ironic because if you talk to a lot of people today, they, they won't even tell you that they believe in legacy or that they're building a legacy. Right. They think they're just living a life. You see what I'm saying? So when we get to the bottom of a lot of these educations, you realize even in all these languages around the world, we're all saying the same shit. And that is the disconnection. People feel like they aren't being heard, but it's because you're not trying to hear. So a lot of what is going to fix is within. It's like understanding yourself. You dig what I'm saying? Because the programming is always going to be there. The con artist is always going to be there. The thief is always going to be there. Like people act like you can just wish them things away or like we can create a certain reform or law. Like, that shit is going to happen. You want good, there's going to be evil. It has right. to be. You dig what I'm saying? So we just have to get to a point where we accept that and we understand. No matter how much money you got, like we're all headed to the grave. We're all headed to the same point, how yeah, we've right. begun. So if you don't have that greater understanding, then anything's going to trip you up. It's, it's easy to program you. It's easy to trick you. And that's why we're starting to see black people trick each other, which is mind-fucking a lot of people because you've been programmed too that it was just the white people against right. us. And then you had them few black people Man. in the crowd like, well, somebody sold them to the white people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, shut up. No, they didn't. You know what I mean? Like, so it, you have to understand there has to be both sides. And that is the only thing we should be trying to grasp. You shouldn't be trying to find a side to stand on. You should be trying to understand truth. So you have to know both sides, you dig? That's what separates us from the white people. Like, that's what created privilege. This is why black people can't have privilege because we're forced to live a certain way. Right. We're constantly in danger. We constantly have to worry. We constantly worry if we're, about, if we're being a good father, if we're making enough money, if I'm tough enough for this motherfucker that want my girl tonight. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we're in a constant state of worry. We don't get to rest and relax. So the thing we're asking for from the women is grace, is to understand, like, we do understand a lot of situations y'all gone through, but we don't always have the voice in the platform to speak that because we don't always have the voice in our own home, in our own head all the time. You dig what I'm saying? So once we start healing that, there's going to be a change. Like, there's a change in the black man right now. And I see... Not all, but a lot of pushback on women. Like, oh, black men are sassy and they know they worth and not like, yeah, that's that's what time it is. Like, black men are tired <laughs> but, but, of having but, but, but to put more and get that? less. You dig what I'm saying? I don't think you can. I think it's, just, it's, it's not. It's more so like a um, it's it's the realization of in someone who they have been all this time. Like it's it's right. it's like me looking in the mirror and be like, oh man, I was like this and so like like I'm 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 all the way fly, but my you know I tried to be like my father growing up. Right, right. You know I thought if I was more like him, he would pay more attention to me. Mm. So if I could be like him, two hand tag football, you know, be rough, you know, and all about that, you know what I'm saying? Right. He was gonna pay me more attention. So I, I and then I always hung around dudes. Okay. I got a whole bunch of brothers like Tim that cover me and got my back. So I always hung around men. So in in the gaming, everything, guy right. stuff. So then when it came time, like, okay, I'm supposed to do what now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, not that I didn't wear dresses. I be wearing dresses still, hanging and kicking it with the dudes. But right. it was a mentality that I had to protect me. And with and being a woman, you it's, it's certain things that we should be able to naturally relinquish that we shouldn't have to worry about. We shouldn't have to put our, our, our guard up or wall up. But I, I naturally had that because of how my upbringing. So having a dude tell me, uh-uh, uh-uh, cut it out. Actually, it was um, Digger. Mm-hmm. Y'all had him in here, real fake media. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was like, stop, don't do that. Cut it out. And I was like, what? What am I doing? He's like, see that right there. That masculine, I need you to just tone that down a little bit. And I was like, uh, oh, that's, 
I said, that's what it looked like. That's what it sounded like. And I didn't say anything to him, but okay, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, it. I think for him, on the flip side, the women feel threatened by y'all owning your own shit. Right. Vice versa, men feel threatened by women trying to own men's shit. Right. Well, there, there's, a, there's a daughter complex there. And uh, I think it was on the tonight's conversation. It's a podcast that talks about relationships and the plight of men and That's women. It's a good show. It is very good show. So um, it was talking about when a woman comes to a man and says, "Hey, the light bill is due. This bill is due." She's going to do that because why? If if he doesn't pay this bill, then you're going to be in the dark, right? Right. So there's no really nice way to put that. <laughs> Look, I need you to pay this bill. Take that same conversation. There's no nice way to say, hey, there's dishes in the, in the, in the sink. There's no right. nice way to say it. But if you say that to a woman... It, and I it, love this conversation. It, it, automatically, uh, it, it, it automatically hits her in her femininity like, oh, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that I, I'm not... I was going to get to it. So there's, there's, yeah. there's some pushback. But yeah. the men are saying there's no nice way to say, hey, I just came home from work. There's dishes in... or. Why isn't the house clean? That is an insult to a woman to say, hey, I come home. What's going on? What you, what you been doing all day? I think, you, I think it's, <laughs> I agree, I agree wholeheartedly, but I think it was another side that people don't understand. And I think the issue is, I don't try to say anything nice, you dig? But there's a right, there's a right way to say things. So True. the right way to say things is within a routine. See, the problem is, is those little things that you're asking, people start trying to manipulate and use them against you. You dig what right, I'm saying? Right, right, so right. now you telling them how you feel, they bringing up the light bill. Oh, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> let's have a routine for this. If it's the day the bill come out, tell me when the bill is due. If it's nine in the morning, tell me when the bill is due. But don't bring it up when we have an issue or when I need you to explain this and right. now you're trying to talk about this. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. this is why, th- this is how that be going left in those relationships. And and you can do anything with good intentions. That don't mean it's going to get you a good result or the desired result. You dig what I'm saying? So right, right. the good, the right way to do those things is y'all have to have a routine. Y'all have to have a way that y'all can discuss all of these things. But when it's just chaotic and random, yeah, sometimes it's going to feel like you're being manipulated. It's like right. this question is, is entrapment. You dig what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's harmless what you're asking, but when you asking yeah. it, I, I'm looking at it kind of funny. Like, hold up now. What are you? What, what's really on your mind? Because if you come home from a hard day's work and you look at your woman and say, hey, why aren't the dishes done? It was like, what's, yeah. what's really the problem? You know yeah, because it could be work, too. You right, could have, right, right, right. and this is why, you know, I practice certain things. This is why I do magic. This is why, especially a place I consider home, like, I don't take weird energy in the house. Like, I'll walk around the block, you dig? I'll stay in the car and release that. Like, because sometimes we bring the problem to the motherfucker, and then we like, why you got a problem with me? And we, done, <laughs> we done brought the problem right to him, you dig what I'm saying? So... It's us a lot of times, and you got to assume it's you, and you got to go into it when things is going left. Like, okay, maybe it's something I said or something I did, and that that alleviates it for them. That makes them feel comfortable, like, okay, yeah, like, maybe I was wrong too, you know what I mean? But we can't just go in like, you're wrong, like, we're fueling the fire, you dig? That's when you got to retrace your steps, like, okay, clearly I'm not mad at you, like, I need to figure out what's going on. What's going on? Right, and I think that um, my personal Experience and I was uh, married for 13 and in relationship for 15. Mm-hmm. But I think that you make that you make you own your relationship. I like to cut the grass. I ain't like the way my husband cut the grass. So I'm outside pregnant, cutting grass. 
But if he's being rude by his homeboys, listen, exercise too. I'm trying to get this baby out on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not limited to what I can do um, to, to a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? But uh, if, if, if he was rude by homeboys, what your homeboys going to think when you got your pregnant wife out here half time, sometimes barefoot, cutting grass? Right, right. But that's me, and that's us. That's how we vibe. But if I'm out here cutting the grass, go do the dishes, please. Because right. <laughs> right. you got to really work your relationship together. Like you said, that communication is so key. And we, we are such big ass kids when it comes to communication about, look, like I was talking to my son, he, the girl said something to him, but his energy went way up here. And I was like, dude, she is not even a factor. She's somebody you don't even care about like that. But look at how you're acting and your, sure. that, what does that do to the inside of your body? You know what I'm saying? So when it is something, hey, the lights are due or can you do the dishes, understanding like uh, there, like you said, there is a way to communicate everything, but there, it, there should be some type of routine and flow to say, hey, hey, babe, you know, um, it's the fifth again. Because mm-hmm. he already know when you say it's the fifth again, he already knows <laughs> that I need to go put Muda's money to pay his bill. Or before you come in the door, if I didn't do the dishes, you, I'm hoping that you already know that guess what? I'm I'm homeschooling five children. So they it, you might see the dishes be done tomorrow or at three AM. Give some you know grace. what I'm saying? Give yeah. some grace. Give some right, grace. right, right, right. And then this is our house. So we doing things together. So I may have been out working and you and you've been at home all day and I'm looking at you like, So you've been on the game all day, two K in it all day. <laughs> yeah. And you ain't shoe on again. the other foot. Right. <laughs> See what what she described universally is what I explain to people like that is the fifty fifty. That's that's what it, what they mean when they say you should wanna find someone to do the fifty fifty because there's a lot of people out there, you know what I mean? I'm gonna let you go, brother. Like there's there's a lot of people out there who've become dependent on that role that you're playing. The 50-50 is them exactly what she's saying. I seen you came in. You had a long day. I'm giving you grace and assuming that you had a long day. I'm just going to do the dishes. It's going to take 10 minutes. That's the 50-50. Right, 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 right. But the dependency is like, well, I'm just going to be upset or they just ain't going to get done until she do them. You right. see, that's – and it right. starts building that in other areas of y'all's relationship. The right, 50-50 right. is like if she can't do it, I'm going to do it. Or it ain't going to get done. Neither one of us is bringing it up. We're not going to attack each other with it. Right. You dig know what I'm saying? We both going to accept we both didn't do it versus me saying, yo, why didn't you do this? Like that type of communication already shows the intentions. It shows right. where it's going when y'all talking to each other that way. That's why communication has to be the foundation because when the communication's off, we're off. You know what I mean? But but that's, I mean, and for those who think that we're talking about uh, relationships, we're, we're talking about communication. We're talking about communication from our entire community. Uh, right. We have been joined by T Dotty, R and B artist T Dotty. Yo, what's up, bro? Uh, he just uh, wanted to come in and sit sit with uh, his partner. We do uh, the um, uh, what do we do on Thursday? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm at a 